0: My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, and I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nuna's, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment.
1: Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jessie.
0: I'm Natalia. And I'm Skye. And today, I would like to welcome any potential new listeners who are new to the world of Asian entertainment, because this episode is for you. Uh, basically, we know that Squid Game, this little Korean show that could, has gotten... Insanely popular. So, there's probably people out there having watched it and enjoyed it and thought to themselves, I wonder what other Korean, Asian shows, Korean or Asian, you know, Korean, Chinese, whatever, shows I might enjoy. And you're like, but who do I trust to give me this information? And, you know, all of these recommendations seem sus because they're without context. You don't know these people. So, today we are going to introduce you to ourselves. And if you're a long time listener, stick around, you know. We go chaos. It's fun. We have a good time here. Uh, so basically, we're going to talk about shows that we like, Western shows that we like. We crazy that way. Uh, and then we're going to make some recommendations for if you like the same sort of stuff we like. Yeah, so I think it's going to be super fun today. And we've been at this uh, Asian entertainment game for quite some time. <laughs> Yeah. We should
1: like figure out our combined age sometime. It's, like we yeah. have a combined.
0: <laughs> like I know that Jesse and I have been watching anime since we were wee little bairns.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> little lads, <laughs> wee lads, wee little lads and lasses. Uh, so and, you know, we. Are... I didn't realize how much Asian I watched when I was younger, but like when I was in college in Canada, we have this channel called City TV, and they play a lot of like it's in Toronto and Mm -hmm. they play a lot of stuff. And I was like, when I got into like my drama list and stuff, I was like, oh, I've seen that movie. I've seen that movie. I know that movie. Like, because I've watched all this stuff like at Mm -hmm. midnight when I was doing homework in college and stuff. So
0: like, I I will admit that with the exception of when I was young and actually lived in Thailand and would watch the Thai television with my next door neighbor. uh, If you've been a listener to this podcast, you've heard of my... (laughs) thai neighbor who was wild um and missing most his fingers uh he was also my age uh so he's not creepy it's not like a weird thing he was a child as well um i did watch like a lot of anime uh but it was only until i was in like my 20s that i started watching live action asian things and i'm now in my 30s so it's been over 10 years so
2: yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. I would like to see. We should figure out. Well, it would depend on if everybody's like my drama list is up to date, which mine definitely <laughs> mine is. Mine is not. Mine never. But is. like <laughs> figure out our like combined. Watching like, time. what's under
0: our belt. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Don't, don't <laughs> I expose mean, uh, me this way.
2: Well, like between the four of us, let's like roughly say that we at least have like probably like 300 plus t- shows
0: oh for easily oh yeah easily yeah. I, mean, I mean
2: like my and movie wise i literally just watched 100 movies the past I watched two
0: 180 days
1: worth of programming
0: um, so my 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 drama li- so if you're unaware my drama list is basically like a list a website where you can keep track of all the asian dramas you watch um and i'm very bad at keeping track of them so mine is wildly out of date but um as of today, apparently, I have watched at least 388 days, five hours, and 16 minutes of dramas, which comes out to 8,017 episodes and 507 TV shows. In addition, I have spent a week watching movies that I've bothered to put on my drama <laughs> list.
2: Uh, I just looked at my. No, no, it's <laughs> I mean, so painful. It's, it's, it's not. It's, it's Expose my, yourself. my dramas are not bad. And I literally have like 30 movies to still put into <laughs> my drama list. But right now I have eight days worth of movies Yeah, <laughs> and 109 days with some change of all time with 3,054 episodes and 275 <sighs> shows. And that's not including, I like don't put in variety shows that i like watch which could be yeah, like, easily which is like a, lot. a tribute for a ton of stuff like especially oh, like no. when i was first like getting into k-pop if double s 501 was in a variety show i watched all of that in like yeah. 18 different parts on youtube like that's yep. there just it's a lot
1: oh boy. almost 500 i'm is almost gonna- 500 shows <laughs> Guys,
3: well, guys. I, yeah, I'm hit. I'm hitting close to Jesse on the number of uh dramas. So for dramas, 112 days, 113, closer to 113, honestly, and then uh, three-ish days for movies so far. And yeah, well, so we really do know what we're talking we about. We do know. Uh, <laughs> we
0: we can say we're pretty it. expertive on. <laughs> asian television at this point
3: um as far as what, asian, we, what we have access to yes, as what, what,
0: readily available we are not asian i need to point out for anyone new to the podcast so we do not have the cultural background of that but we do have the years spent
2: literally and it means over a year solid if you think spent. about it we're also older too so this yeah. is like us watching these while like mm-hmm. jobs and like full-time yeah. life not just like one of yes. us even has like kids. Teens Three of us and are married. College, like, depending upon your major, like, you have like a little bit more flexibility to, yeah, you know,
0: yes. watch a bunch <laughs> of things. <No>. <laughs> yes, uh, so, I mean, it's I think, I think all all of us at the moment are, are work from work is a loose term I'm using here, uh, work <laughs> from home, uh, so yeah, panini. Know, so listen, yes, the panini yeah. has. <laughs> kept us all inside so we we are here to help you my friends uh Mm -hmm. if you are lost and just you're like wow they all just keep recommending things that don't seem to make sense based on what i like don't worry we're gonna tell you what we like and you just pick whoever you vibe with babes and then because we're gonna gonna take you through it
3: asian entertainment is just like western entertainment and that there are different genres Mm -hmm. it's not a monolithic thing very different types of shows and types of movies to consume so let's say you start with Squid Game or Crash Landing on You or e Class those are obviously wildly different shows they yes. are not the mm-hmm. same genre so oh. we will be talking about different genres and things yes
1: I, I uh, mean you may like many different genres most of yes. us like many different genres however if you're just coming to, the, like, K-dramas through Netflix, what you're going to get is, wow, you like Squid Games? Then you should watch. And it's going to be, like, the silliest, fluffiest rom-com ever. And it's just because it's Korean. And, like, Netflix is going to recommend you every single thing that's Korean. Mm-hmm. And, like, they don't all go together. So, so, like...
0: consider consider this your Netflix buffer. We <laughs> are going to be, like, the middleman. Interpreting those Netflix recommendations for you based on what we enjoy as people. Also, uh, a quick note: two two of our podcasts, Jesse and Sky, are based in the states. Uh, me and Natalia and Amanda are based in Canada, so uh, the offerings that we're talking about are specific to Canada and the U.S. for Netflix. Um, I'm sorry about that. We just we're, we're just not we're not in Europe
3: or South America, so we can only Recommend what we have access to. It, but, uh, and in case you're unaware, even the offerings between Canada and the US are sometimes are
1: different. different. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. When yes. we have our movie nights, we have to sit down. If, if Nat and I are, are picking things, it's like, okay, Natalia, what do you want? This, this, and this. And then Jesse so, goes, nope, none of them <laughs> are we here.
0: Like, no. <laughs> I, just, I just remember once my mom was so sad because uh, so. My mom is from New Jersey, but she lives in Canada now, and she was visiting her mother in New Jersey, and she wanted to watch Downton Abbey, and it wasn't on U.S. Netflix, it was only on Canadian Netflix, and she literally called me on the phone and was like, why? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know, Mom, you gotta (laughs) take it up with Netflix. Now you know how we feel.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you gotta take it up with Netflix, Ma. Like, I don't know what what you want from me. It'll be Uh, weird, because you're like, you know, you can download episodes. And mm-hmm. so you're going on vacation to Florida or something and you download episodes so that you can... And then you're over there and they're like, no, you can't watch this. And you're like, what do you mean I can't watch this? Because you've connected to the like airport Wi-Fi yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever. And now it's like, Mm-mm, you're not yeah. in Canada. You gotta, you gotta double check yeah, those sucker. downloads. Yeah. But luckily, uh,
0: taking, taking it back to the topic, Netflix does have a deal with several korean studios most notably studio dragon so they do have netflix originals so those never those are everywhere we can we can enjoy them all together so first off we're gonna talk about what uh what what our favorite genres are and like what sort of western shows we like so that you know what our vibes are to like Mm -hmm. Who, who do you want to take recommendations, you know? Yeah. Which one of us are you like, mm, that's the one. Which one of us is your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> who, who do you stand? Which one is your who do you bias? bias? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which one of us do you bias? Let's go oldest to youngest. Amanda, take it away. What do you like to watch normally? Um, and By normally, I mean Western, not normally. Yeah, what yeah, do you like yeah. to watch in
1: the West what In the olden days before yeah. Asian dramas, what did I watch? I mean, I watched a little bit of everything. Um, probably my favorite shows were are things like Pushing Daisies, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Firefly. I like a bit of mystic, you know, maybe sci-fi fantasy type stuff, but also sports. And there's not a lot of like sports TV necessarily, but sports movies I really enjoy sports-based give me some happy Gilmore and some whatever like I just I just dig it so sports and and rom-coms and whatever a little bit of everything how about you Jesse? uh so for me I'm a really big fan of the (laughs) x-files
2: but Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean like I always go for sci-fi so yeah um, I'm like mostly into like procedurals and crime dramas. I really like stuff that like has kind of like a formulaic type thing where like, you know, like the X-Files does where it kind of has, you know, the monster sometimes, but then there's kind of sometimes mm-hmm. things that carry on through out also like things like criminal minds. I'm really big on, I really love Buffy too, uh, cause I do like the paranormal type mm-hmm. stuff, all the CSIs, NCIS, mm-hmm. those type of dra- dramas was were just always the things that I watch and still kind of, I still watch them now. Crime procedurals, like, especially when they kind of focus more on different aspects of crime. I don't necessarily like the crime dramas that focus on just lawyers or just police. Like mm-hmm. law and is fine, but for the most part, that the legal proceedings of crime is not where I'm interested in. It's more of the kind of things that like they're solving three things yeah. through like either like CSI, where it's kind of like, um you know, specific science. like, yeah, science and specific things, or then like criminal minds, it's like a different psychology and that sort of thing. And I really like kind of like that puzzle piecing mystery mm. stuff. I also because of that I am also a really big fan of like true crime stuff so Mm -hmm. that sort of thing like Dateline is what you can really find me watching. Mm -hmm.
0: For me um, I'm a bit of a entertainment hoe. Uh, I like everything but if I were to narrow it down to like what really you know my cheese Um, i would have to go with what is in a book genres would be called urban fantasy or urban Mm sci-fi which is basically like modern fantasy like vampires werewolves aliens but like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest i love me some cw trash (laughs) i love it like Uh love it Um, if you remember, like, there was this, like, I think it only lasted one season, this sci-fi show called Star-Crossed, that shit is my jam, where it's, like, hot teen aliens. (laughs) And when I was, and when I was a teen, Roswell, oh, hell yeah, Roswell was was my jam. Uh, Yeah, Uh, Mm yeah. I also, uh, people who know me know that I am a huge Teen Wolf fangirl, um, I'm pretty much a, uh. Missionary of Teen Wolf. I think everyone should watch it. I think it's the best. I like everything. Um, like Jesse, I like horror and crime and serial killer documentaries, big, big on that, big on that stuff. Oh my gosh, gosh. And I love I love fluffy, cute, absolute nonsense. So just the cuter, the romance, the better. Um, I also am quite a purveyor of uh, LGBTQ plus cinema and stuff of that nature. So I also enjoy, you know, stories of people whose stories don't get told a lot. So that's, I like everything, but if you're looking for like, what show in Western terms would define my taste, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf, is... Teen Wolf. <laughs> Teen Wolf <laughs> is the show that has everything I am looking for. You know what I mean? So, yeah. How about you, Sky?
3: For me, genre-wise, sci-fi. Though I usually don't go towards necessarily hard sci-fi. I've always been a Star Wars fan. Space on opera. An inter-
0: Space opera,
3: yeah. Space opera. Like, on an entertainment level. Mm-hmm. I'm. For instance, I'm a big Star Wars and Star Trek the original series fan, so like campy. I'm totally fine with campy mm-hmm. as long as I'm entertained. As far as Western shows, Firefly was a big deal for me. Dark Matter was great. Mm-hmm. That had a really fun. So that had a bit of comedy, kind of like found family stuff. It was very very fun. There was a lot of mystery to it though, because like they all lost their memories. So like that was a huge deal. They didn't even know their own personalities. They had to just figure all that out. Uh, So I really liked that. Um, I was raised on just a lot of vintage TV. So like I Love Lucy, Get Smart. Mm -hmm,
1: Those mm -hmm, are huge. mm -hmm.
3: So I do like comedy. I'm kind of picky with it, I guess. But like if comedy hits me right, I really, really enjoy it. For instance, in college, I was huge on The Office. So Mm -hmm. like I'm kind of all over the place with that. But so I like sci-fi, but usually not the really dark 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 stuff Space opera fun stuff fun stuff since eight is the most recent thing i've watched like newer love that i really enjoyed and that's definitely not on the lighter side necessarily but they still have funny moments and things to where you have a break from the intensity a little bit Mm. and i do i appreciate a good rom-com i couldn't really think of like western wise an equivalent to
2: my love of rom-coms too. on Hom-coms the asian side
1: it's, yeah because they're not, not really tv shows prevalent. in
0: the west like they're more movies yeah
1: i guess yeah. maybe some like sitcom type stuff like but it's like like maybe how i met your mother or something like might yeah. kind of translate but not quite the same no no maybe because
3: mm. yeah i was trying to think of like what what Western side I've watched. And that's kind of the thing. I think what ended up happening is when I found Asian dramas on Netflix and I, I watched a rom-com to start off, I was like, oh, this feels different. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I think it's because like a, like a rom-com in Korea, since it's a TV show, and one thing about Korean TV shows is that they're not aiming for a second season. So it's all just one story that doesn't have the need to Have like, you're not banking, you're not trying to get a second season of any particular TV show. So if you like rom-com films and you just wish there was more of that, like, Korean rom-coms are going to be your best friend because it's 16 episodes of basically the same emotional arc that a rom-com film will have.
3: I mean, things are changing to where you're starting to see more seasons. Sometimes. Sometimes, So right. you do have to be more aware now, but as far as in the past, it was more common that it was yeah. one and done yeah. season, and it, it it definitely felt like. I mean, if you're binging it, it feels like just yeah, a super long movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you if you don't binge it though, it's like, it's like little mini movies. Like yeah, it's,
1: it's a like, little series it's like you're of movies. A little mini series of something. Yeah. You know? and then you're done. And I, I mean, I find the same thing with them, with sports, right? Like I said. It, it, Western media doesn't typically, we have some, but they tend to be more soap opera y things yeah, like, like, you know, footballers' lives and stuff. Yeah. And, no. You know, but like not that sort of fun sports movie kind of concept. And not with the, you know, like, the underdog team does good. Yeah, you
0: know, like that's that's less but of
1: a Asian dramas have all kinds of dramas about sports, about the the newbie player on the team, or the team that you know the sports department's gonna get cut because they're so bad. But they it's just like your classic's gonna bring it. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. I love your it. classic campers, Your classic. I, campers.
3: I, I just realized for me, so right before I I found my first Asian dramas on Netflix. I was into a Hallmark show. Oh, when, no, no, no. Go, yes, when yes, yes, Calls yes. the Heart. Oh, yes. was the <laughs> and and it's There's
2: something it's, nice I mean, it's about Hallmark stuff. Well, Romancey Hallmark. Hallmark would be like the closest the rom-coms, to rom coms if yeah. you're like into that. like Because I personally don't like rom coms. And I do feel that like my tastes are a little bit more closest to. What Western has and Korean mm-hmm. has, like there's not like much kind of no not yeah, different like, weirdness differences, it. But... Like the the difference is lying that like you can have like a really intense criminal drama that is only the sixteen episodes mm-hmm. and then it's completed and done, and you're not like constantly having like a new big the bad up, like Bones does, yourself, you know, like yeah. that sort of thing. Um, so like there's like a little bit of difference, but I also like. I will say that like if a rom-com happens i really like the teen rom-coms like clueless yes. and that sort of thing but yes. the, i like my comedy snarky that's the biggest thing <laughs> i don't want it to be kind of goofy. yeah i don't
0: really like like unless the show is supposed
2: to be a comedy then you just yeah. give me the comedy like it needs to be a sitcom at that point for me mm-hmm. personally yeah mm-hmm. one thing i do want to say is there
3: are some just because there's such a wide variety of asian dramas just like western dramas Asian dramas, sometimes they do shoehorn comedy in where you may not want it. So there (laughs) might be some dramas that you do run across that you're totally fine with the subject matter or whatever. And maybe it's a very serious topic, but all of a sudden they are maybe doing slapstick or something crazy. So like
2: shifts are big. Tone
3: shifts are big to where I, I do think if you've mostly only had Western media consumption prior to that. That is going to be very jarring. Now, Mm -hmm. that is not the rule across the board. That is not always the case. So please don't take it as all Asian dramas do that. That is totally not true. No, no. (laughs) There to me, the two the tonal shift things, it just crops up a lot in, like I just said, the whole serious subject matter, all of a sudden there's weird comedy. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. that happens. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, let's say you have a rom com. Oh, do you suddenly have a serial killer? You sure do. Like yeah. sometimes that happens too. So, not,
2: like your eyes aren't deceiving you; it's there. <laughs> yeah. Like S- I know this
3: was
0: sweet and innocent, but <laughs> what, if a, what if we threw a stalker
3: in there? <laughs> yeah. What if so, we added some crime, spice it up a little? You know. I, I do think that is d- those tonal shifts; mm. those very sudden for. If you're just coming from Western media, those are things that can be very different. Again, that is not every Asian no. drama. Yeah. In fact, as far as the brand spanking new ones, you see it a little less. Possibly, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, if you if you keep going down the Asian drama rabbit hole, you might run into some of those things.
2: There's a common like favorite trope among the four of us, and it actually tends to be the like common favorite trope for like most like Asian drama watchers that I found and that's found family and Mm -hmm. I do think if you like found family and you you kind of see that in western um shows a lot like Criminal Minds has a really good found family within the you know cast and you -hmm. see it in those types of dramas where you got like the the central co-workers doing their thing and like being like fun and buds Mm -hmm. together but you don't get it as like Prevalent, prominent. Like yeah. Asian dramas, actually, really kind of love that trope, and they have it all the time because they love to mm-hmm. connect people. They love characters that connect with each other, whether it's because of found family or real family, or people were together when they were destiny, children and they come back yeah. with the destiny, yeah. like the love actually type trope. You know, yeah. they love that um, shit. So, like, that's an interesting thing. I think that, like, I. I don't think that a lot of people like think of like as the reason what maybe they like Asian dramas is because that found family trope is so prevalent in a lot of the dramas. And it's something that we all just like universally like, so it's there.
3: Mm -hmm. And then that kind of is a part of also a big aspect of, I, I think a big difference between Western media and Asian media is the emotional storytelling, the level of emotional storytelling of kind of inward thoughts or conveying more emotions whereas western media really doesn't do that as much it's Mm -hmm. very much more just show the actions between characters is quite often but there's it feels like there's always far more emotion within across genres it is not Mm -hmm. that is not just rom-com that is also in some of the crime shows and stuff you can get Mm -hmm. very emotional storytelling often across the board every single show not necessarily but it's much, much more common in my opinion.
1: Hmm. Well, I was just thinking with something like, say, um, How I Met Your Mother. That as a K-drama could have worked really well. And it would probably oh. be very emotionally intense. Especially, like, most people complain about the the final season of... but oh, it wouldn't have made it that far, baby. It could have, <laughs> like, but it might <laughs> have. And that, that. <laughs> that season, those couple of episodes could have been, you know very emotional as opposed to very annoying right or it might have been very annoying sometimes in asian dramas the final couple episodes you're like what is going on and you get very mad just like just Just like any any other show just like (laughs) western shows
0: they can biff it it does happen sometimes they can jump that shark um It, ha- well, it, it happened,
3: and definitely for personal preferences too. I mean, just because everyone likes how something finishes, just like a Western show, same thing happens with yeah. Asian. Like, yeah. you can be like ah, that. That jumped the shark for me. Maybe everyone yeah. else is cool, but not for me. So I mean, it's and just like amazing. anything else, and that's I think that's what we want to convey. Is though there are differences, and we do want to show you this new world of Asian dramas. Mm-hmm the similarities and as far as how you approach them there's no difference to really approach it all that much different than you would western media yeah. as far as yeah. your preferences your genre preferences are probably going to translate very more. well that's
1: and and like with things like sports movies and rom-coms you may find that you've actually got this whole new opening of stuff that you don't mm-hmm. see on tv Mm -hmm. normally for you, but out there it's it's very there. common. It's, wa-
0: it's waiting for you, mm. and and Netflix is a good jumping off point because it's so widely available, and so that all of the shows today that we'll be recommending are on Netflix. So this is as a Netflix of like, specific, today. As yeah. Of, <laughs> as, yeah, As, as, as of you. the day that this comes out, these are still on Netflix, either in Canada or the
1: US. Like, if you're listening to this in November or we 2022, have no Like, we have sorry. no
3: guarantees. We're just we're doing our best because. because the even as we were assembling these lists of like our what we recommend and stuff (laughs) we were realizing oh that that favorite of mine that i watched a couple years ago on netflix it is not there right it's not not there right now
1: my starter drama is gone my favorite drama is gone (laughs) (laughs) but it could come back we never know we never know know. uh
0: so anyway let's start with rom-coms so we talked a big game about rom-coms uh (laughs) And I know that one of us doesn't really watch them. So she has watched a total of one rom-com on Netflix. Well, so, I've
2: watched, but I'm not going to like pick those. those. No. <laughs>
0: okay. So Amanda, ex- explain your, your choice, your rom-com choice. Tell us what it is.
1: This do was a hard place. one for me because I do generally like rom coms, So I was like, oh, should I pick this or this or this or this? Yeah. So I went with Love Around. It's a Taiwanese drama. That's a little bit older but it's so good. It's so cute. The main couple is just adorable. Pretty much everybody is likable. Okay. i got to be honest. It's been a while since I've watched it. So like, I can't remember all the details, but like, she is like a radio DJ mm-hmm. and I just, off the top of my head, I'm just seeing the credits and there's, like, polka dots and it's cute. Um, <laughs>
3: yeah. And, then, just... and he is the son of, like, a reformed gangster boss. Yes. yes. Which, yes. like, it's charming. It's, a, it's, it's just very so charming. It, it was it was one of the first few Asian dramas that I watched on Netflix, too. It was a good time.
1: It, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it used to be one that they really netflix really pushed like, heavily okay, suggested back you've then. watched yeah. a couple of asian dramas this one do it now and you'd be like okay all right and well so, this was the second show that the couple
0: made together like the, the yeah. actors so it's like they were familiar with
1: and they and they're both pretty popular actors yeah. and easy on the eyes and fun it, it just it's, it's just and fun too. and it's got that a little bit of that found family set up in the radio office at the The radio station,
3: the struggling radio station station
1: that, you know, needs a little, how are they going to survive kind of thing? And, you know, not wanting to fire any of your friends and all that, like, but it's just, it's just cute and sweet and fun. And, you know, plenty of episodes of that's one thing with, some of the older especially the older dramas and the taiwanese dramas in particular um if you do wind up on my drama list and you start trying to connect things you'll be like wait a minute on netflix this is 20 episodes but on my drama list it's like 35. netflix cuts taiwanese dramas differently than they air on taiwanese television Mm -hmm. so they put them together and, like, pick different end points for them and stuff and, I don't know, they've decided that people aren't going to watch more than 20 episodes so they're like, nah, we're just going to make it into 20 episodes.
0: Yeah, my husband used to laugh because I'd be watching, like, a Chinese show or something and it would just, like, straight end in the middle of a scene and he'd be like, wait, what? No, that's not. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's not where it's supposed to end. Don't worry, it'll come back in the next episode. We'll just fade right into where
1: we left off. Don't worry about it. So, but, yeah so if that's what you like enjoy so for me
2: i picked a drama that i think well first it was like the only option for me in terms of what i've watched and what i was like willing to like (laughs) to tell everybody put
0: your name behind that you (laughs) somewhat (laughs) enjoy
2: but i do think that this is actually a really good drama to watch because of who stars in it because they will be very big players in your like drama watching because um, the, mm. the couple, the lead couple in this drama are, are very well known for another drama that is not on Netflix, but we'll get to it. Um, so the <laughs> drama that I'm talking about is Touch Your Heart. It stars Idong Wook and Yu uh, Ina. That's her name, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is about a girl, Yu Ina, who is a actress who's not that good at being an actress. And she gets into a scandal where she kind of has to go into hiding or I say scandal, like someone's going to actually get that. What a scandal is. Oh yeah. She, <laughs> she has a, a, a PR, situation. PR situ- situation. And so she um, gets a job as a secretary to like a a lawyer or whatever. And antics kind of ensue as she does her job kind of poorly, but not really poorly. And all the antics of the office and them having this like major actress. Cause they all know who she is. She's a pretty major actress in this sh- uh, drama universe um, of the drama. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: and she's and- such
2: and- a sunshine. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's really the, like kind of big thing about this. She's just like so sweet and so caring, even with the people that like kind of don't understand her or think that she's just like some actress and, you know, they think mm-hmm. that she's like, into herself or whatever and you kind of see like the type of person she is and she's it's a very sweet and like it's just it's a nice little like love story and I like the office they there's a found family in the office that like forms together and I think there's a lot of growth in characters that I really enjoyed while I was watching it um so the big thing about it is the two main people you know what can you and uh we're in this show called Goblin together, yeah, and which is a huge K drama, and it's like one of those like dramas that got like people really excited for Asian dramas. Like, I guess it would be probably the one before Crash Landing, really. Yeah, right? yeah, the major um, one I, I so, would say. Yeah. Yeah. And in it, they have kind of this love story together that like. I don't really want to spoil, but it's not really like a terrible spoiler or anything. It doesn't really get shown Solved. in the in the drama, just the way that the drama is. And so this is kind of like a callback to that because everybody loved them so much together. And so it mm-hmm. it's a good one to watch because of the um actors. They're also independently of that show, they're both like pretty well major, done. like actors mm-hmm. and actresses, and they they're well known like especially Edon Wilk. he's in a bunch a bunch of things so mm-hmm. um in that respect there's like it's a good show to watch because you'll see some major
1: actors
3: mm-hmm.
1: it's funny just like listening to you describe it i thought yeah you know what it kind of makes me think of is legally blonde like that concept of yeah. like yeah the really chipper pleasant fun cute girl who winds everyone, up in a legal
0: yeah who everyone assumes a scenario, scenario. absolutely because yeah she's so, yeah. Yeah. Like she's so stupid
2: or like that they feel that she's going to be mean and she never looks down on anyone and yeah. They're, yeah. Like, they're kind of surprised by that and it takes a while for some of the coworkers to like uh, get like comfortable to be with honest, her honest
0: if you like legally blonde you will like touch yeah Jeep actually brothers. do think? <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: very similar very true. themes. very similar <laughs> themes uh yeah, but yeah, um,
2: and it's it's a recent show too, so mm-hmm. that's nice. For
0: me, I chose one of my favorite rom coms, uh, which is Her Private Life, which was only recently added to Netflix, and this show is so good. Like, so the basic plot is there's this uh, very talented, uh, very adult, very serious um, art curator who basically runs. This very nice little art gallery, but she has a secret. And her secret is that she is a huge fangirl of this K pop singer. Um, So she will like go to all his concerts and like runs like a fan club uh, online. But she has to keep this private because no one will take her seriously in her real life if they know about her private life hence the you know um and then the you know the director of her uh, art gallery gets into uh, some legal snafus like her and so needs to leave her position and is replaced by a handsome uh fella in the art world the sexy sexy tall very sexy tall handsome man who shows up and they have a series of hilarious misunderstandings and you know it has everything you want in a rom com like do you want hilarious misunderstandings yes do you want some like cute you know the side characters that are cute it's got it all do you want some like some sexual tension oh boy are you in for a treat there's just this one scene where he like. Takes an elastic out of her hair. I can't. I can't. It's too <laughs> like, and this is important to note that unlike Western shows, um, they don't show a lot of sexual content on Korean television. It's all about the yearning, you know? the
3: tension, the tension.
1: So. They might start having sex by the final couple weeks, but, like, you aren't gonna
2: see it! There's no no asses into (laughs) dramas from Squid Game. Squid Games. what they show in Squid Game is not what you're gonna get in most dramas. That is not a sex scene you see, ever. (laughs) No,
0: that's not not a thing in most dramas. Um, Just, we're warning you now!
3: (laughs) Difference between a Netflix show yes. <laughs> and network. So her yeah. private
0: life is network, but it is... For network, Is pretty spicy, okay? <laughs> That's not saying much. Uh, but no, it's real good. The characters are just great. Like, it has a good story. It's wonderful.
3: Even the way they treat her, uh, quote-unquote, her private life, her fandom, things like that. It is very... At, as fans of K-pop things, mm-hmm. it 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 really it's does get close to reality, and it's the way they it's very respectful in things. So don't think that it's mm-hmm. too yeah. Make they don't fun. Make,
0: they they don't make her out to be a caricature because she likes a K-pop idol. It's just like she has a fun hobby that consumes mm-hmm. a lot of her life, but she's still a responsible adult.
3: So seeing a female be able to have her hobby and also have a career is a if great thing. Out.
0: very successful career at that like well known uh what about this guy give it to us i know you went with a slightly different route so my pick is
3: really different i people probably wouldn't really think this when they think rom-com but i will explain so hyena overall i would describe it as a uh fairly intense it's about lawyers one of the female lead is very um she will, she will fight people like physically (laughs) and wears track suits. She's very rough around the edges kind of purposely so she can deal with things, you know, kind of lowest of the low type people. And then you have the uppity ladder climbing male lead lawyer who, you know, upper crust of society type thing. Uh, So, and a lot of it does take place law office courtrooms, That is definitely the setting that you are dealing with here. And that is most of it. However, their relationship from square one is a very big central part of the show throughout. Not going to give anything away there because even from episode one, it's very different. Their plot is very, very different. But the show itself also has a fair bit of comedy in it. There are lower toned situational things that are very funny, but they also do probably once an episode at least and usually her character is the one that kind of kicks it off falls, or they do go over the top with the comedy Mm -hmm. i found it really enjoyable it wasn't too much for me but it's definitely if you weren't prepared for it you wouldn't think it was appropriate necessarily within the intense law office i mean highly professional law office situation all of a sudden you're having her you know make a funny face and like run across the room so like you know that's why i'm calling it a rom-com because it truly is and it's probably not something i'm not sure that you'd ever be able to see that hit quite right on western show like it, it doesn't i don't feel like they'd pull it off quite the same uh but i really really enjoyed it the characters had the actors had really great tension they they played off of each other really well they're both in a lot of other Netflix shows like they're both very very good so you will see like if you start watching other things like Kingdom like you you will see these people again and it's it's nice to see this side of them so I really do like I, I highly enjoyed it it's one of those that I know I'm actually going to re-watch sometime that's why I'm recommending mm-hmm. it it's not necessarily for everybody, just like any of these other ones, but it hit a very interesting tone. And there's some found family things, and you know, joining forces is always fun. So, but I'm really big into enemies to lovers. Like, mm. and that's de- that's de- that is how you talk about the plot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good times. So, that's that's my very very strange rom-com pick, but I do think that that's probably where you okay. should put that show, because I'm not sure it really fits anywhere else. Yeah.
0: If it was rom-com to you, then it counts. <laughs> that's it. You, you, you've backed up your choice using... Well, there, <laughs> there's there's <laughs>
3: definitely enough com in it, to, and definitely enough rom in it, so there I you mean,
1: go. if the mummy can win rom-com bracket, <laughs> hey, the the mummy, mummy, you know, like...
0: It's a good, there's a good, listen, the mummy's a good, the mummy's a good and in a every great. genre. The mummy should win in all the, <laughs> the genres. The mummy should win every genre. <laughs>
2: Got it. <laughs> if we're
0: talking yes. with it. If we're talking about, like, oh, what movie would define Natalia's taste? The mummy. <laughs> Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. Speaking of uh, that sort of genre, we're now moving into sci fi fantasy. Uh, so we all have our little, some sci fi fantasy, you know, if you like the old
1: sci fi genres fantasy situation what might you like amanda take us away Uh, again had a lot of choices but uh i love mystic pop-up bar like absolutely loved it it's gorgeous to watch her costumes like she plays a character who is centuries old and she is not willing to give up her hangbok which is like korean traditional dress but she like makes it modern and it's so cool to watch. It's her outfits are adorable. Um that just the scenery, the sets, that everything is just pretty and interesting. Um the basic premise is that this woman is sort of she died and she has to save other people's souls sort of. Like she has a number, I think it's a thousand that she has to reach where you know, she has to help a thousand people in the world. And they've decided she's getting lazy about it. The afterworld's like, nah, you got to pick things up, speed it up. She's got like, you know, five or 10 left to go. And they're like, get it done by the end of the month, like, or just go back to hell. Like, we're, we're tired of messing with you. So the way she meets people is that she runs this pop up tent bar which is very common in Korea, these sort of corner tent bars and um, has her trusty sidekick who cooks the snacks and the meals and stuff. And then she meets people and she goes into their dreams and figures out what it is that they need in order to be fulfilled, in order to put aside their grudges or, or, you know, whatever the struggle is that they have in life. She helps them. And so there's a lot of interesting bits with these dreams where they're not quite like, they don't quite make sense, but she makes it make sense. Or um, there's found family. There's just, I don't know. Like it's wild. There's some really wild stories. There's some really heartbreaking stories. There's just um, there's a whole secret to her character and why she's doing this why she is has to do this thing and um and as it unfolds it's just so sad and heartbreaking and so you also get these historical scenes of what her life was like back before she died and and stuff and it's a really good story it's really just complete which is nice. So it, it, didn't leave you hanging at the end. It just, everything wrapped up exactly wrapped up. You weren't like, what, what? No. So it
2: was good. <laughs> Two thumbs up. Um. So I picked this drama that I don't think a lot of people talk about. It's called one more time. Mm-hmm. It's a smaller drama. I think it's only, it's less than 10 episodes and I, they're probably like 30 minute episodes. So it's an easy one to binge it is essentially the plot is got a little bit of a like a groundhog day kind of feel toward it where the main character has to kind of relive the same day over and over to kind of try to make things right um and it focuses on a guy who is wanting to become a musician and he gets it and his kind of downfall when he starts to get the his fame and how it um like reflects and hurts his girlfriend who was with him when he was just kind of like a struggling artist. Um, And so like each episode, it's just like him kind of replaying it to kind of get the, the outcome that he needs to. Um, I just think it's really like nice drama. It was kind of really tight and sweet, but also has some mystery to it because you don't know what's going on and what's going to happen and uh the main character is this kid who's a k-pop idol i guess he's still technically a k-pop idol i think now he's like officially just an actor but um it's l from infinite (laughs) so he's in a bunch of other things too so it's a it's a good drama to watch especially because it is like a little bit shorter and i don't think even like in the like Asian entertainment community I very rarely see anyone talking about it Mm -hmm. and it's been on Netflix for a very long time I think it was one of their first like Netflix produced ones or like Mm -hmm. not produced but like Netflix only has it type dramas as well Mm -hmm. but it's just it's a it's a good drama and I really think that more people should be watching it. and I think it would be a good like look into kind of like a fantasy element that is well known because everybody kind of knows that groundhound Day where you're like you're replaying the day over and over to get the right um event to happen so
0: yeah, yeah. so for me I went full fantasy like high fantasy drama for mine um and I went with the show Arthdal Chronicles I had like a real hard time picking
1: one because I really this is like I'm glad you like, picked this one because it was on my list <laughs> was this like, is like I- I-
2: it was hard for me too because i was like oh are people gonna like pick this i should go with something (sighs) else
0: (laughs) (laughs) so arts out chronicles is as of yet an unfinished fantasy show so it is there are i don't know the seasons are very weird and when it was airing there was like this whole weird thing about it but if you really like stuff like the wheel of time books and stuff this is this is gonna be for you um so basically it's about this fantasy world where there are like humans and then human-like humanoids uh, who are like stronger and faster and, you know, pretty much better in every way. Um, so the humans basically tried to exterminate them and then, but there were, you know, like half and half people who existed and are basically hunted down in this society but one of these people ends up uh, living outside of this you know human dominated society and growing up in this peaceful little village uh but oh no the evil humans have come to the peaceful village and ruined everything it's a pretty okay i gotta say i'm not telling i'm not selling this very well (laughs) it is if it is a very typical high fantasy style show but there's mm-hmm. something strangely unique about it that i can't quite
1: yeah put my you could be like on. it's kind of like lord of the rings but and not it's not at all and like lord of, kind of the rings it's kind of like this but it's but not, it's not at and all. it's
0: kind of like... um it's got you know it's got everything you want in a fantasy it's got like magical powers it's got you know like mythical creatures it's got blacksmithing do you like blacksmithing this show's (laughs) got blacksmithing it's got political intrigue it's got beautiful cinematography incredible makeup and costumes gorgeous wigs oh Oh, it's got like it's got that beautiful like you know good twin evil twin situation it's got everything (laughs) it's
2: got everything you're
0: looking for in a fantasy show um it, hopefully they are going to make the third. I want to say third. Is it the third season? The final season. Yeah. We're gonna call it. The I mean, final it
1: was kind season. of like one season that they chopped into three parts, and then they yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it it really it, if they don't, this is a is a pandemic
0: situation. But it does end on a note where it's like you're not gonna be like. Well, if there's never another season I have wasted my time watching this, like, it's fine. But you're just like, I really want to sum this up. But Ghost
3: Guy, please help me out here. The entire season does culminate at the very end. Yeah. To the point where it does feel like it is building up to tell more of a story. It is not necessarily, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a cliffhanger, let's be real. Yeah. But I, I do want to say, we all do hope but then the panini happens so like yeah, we yeah. we hope yeah. that we will get more um it definitely is an example of this was not a one seasoner like we said no, it's weird this was
0: intended to be multiple I mean, seasons and, and there's so much
2: at the wrong detail time, yeah, yeah like, just
3: the timing it's the a very timing. intricate yeah. but
2: it's there's very so well-made. much going on
1: like i mean in the in the last section they introduced these people that are like from the north, and they're snow people, but also kind of mermaids. Like, I mean, <laughs> listen, I would watch if you, a whole show just about those people. Listen, with if you are queen, looking... Warrior queen
0: crap. Like, oh, it's so good. If to you me, are looking for just some solid high fantasy, like, if you loved, like, Dragonlance novels, if you loved Wheel of Time, if you loved... um Avatar the, the Next
1: a, the Airbender. Yeah, oh, yeah Avatar, Avatar
0: the Next Airbender. Sort of stuff. This show... Is Honestly, Ga-
3: Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, but like without the the sex. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But
3: like, as far as the different people types and yeah. the high budget. Yeah, high budget oh, and different people types. Also, yeah. there's
0: there's, there's a little there's a little bit of sex, but it's <laughs> like, not on screen sex. You just know it happened. Okay, like <laughs> babies are born, and yeah, we all know how that
1: happens. So.
0: <laughs> And listen, if you're more of an aesthetic dude, hot, hot people, just lots of hot people Whoa. in hot outfits. <laughs> right? It's got it all. I'm not talking, like, chainmail bikini. I'm talking, like, just you're, like, ooh.
2: <laughs> okay. And literally like, something I for everyone. You know, you're, like, like, I didn't know I was into hot, that, but okay. hot.
1: There's, yeah. There's, it,
0: it's got ladies all types. that are gorgeous everywhere. You got you got strong ladies. You got so, small yeah. ladies. You got big ladies. You got big boys. You got little boys. You got <laughs> hairy men. You got non-hairy. You got it up. It's got it up. It has everything for everyone. If you like fantasy, you'll like it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> and then sky coming in. Coming in strong <laughs> with her, sele- her selection. So... Hotel de Luna is my suggestion. Yay! Yay! I, I, I knew that, Jesse, you probably wanted to, you know, if you had more to suggest, you would have, it would have been in your I running mean, like, probably
2: something. I far. also talked about it pretty recently. So it was mm. like, you know, Jesse, hold back, hold back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let, let someone else take Hotel de Luna this time, you
3: know? But So you know how we mentioned earlier, especially if you're not familiar, so I am going to talk about Goblin for two seconds. So Goblin is an example of a supernatural, mod set in modern times, hmm. drama. And it was a big time. Hotel de Luna is probably the closest, newer, supernatural, modern setting type thing that, you know, there's some magic. There's some historical scenes in it as well when we look back at the character's backstory. I'm just tying it into what we mentioned earlier. Hotel Del Luna is very different from Goblin, though, in the fact that it serves around a supernatural hotel that exists to help guide people their last step before the afterlife. And if they have incomplete wishes, essentially, or incomplete needs before they do choose to go to the afterlife, helping them fulfill those things. And sometimes that's a very sad thing. Sometimes that's a very happy thing. Um, but having them having a space to work out those wishes to the point where, so it's, since it's a supernatural type hotel, you might have an entire beach in a room because why not, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the people that work in the hotel have... Backstories, and you see those, and why they're working in this hotel, and why they still haven't chosen to go to the afterlife and things. And then the main characters, the, the central character, is also a superstar in the Korean music world as well. Her name is IU. She's great. Go check her out.
1: She's <laughs> mm-hmm. also a very popular Netflix. She's going to make more appearances today, probably. Like. She's- <laughs> you
3: know she's around (laughs) she's great her character is very fascinating and she is definitely the one you see a lot of her backstory in the past as far as what happened to make her the person that's taking care of this hotel and she is also not a typical character she's not necessarily sweet or you know she she's kind of selfish and things like that and you see why and the things that she's had to go through throughout her very 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 long existence Mm -hmm. and dealing with people and dealing with a lot of betrayal and things like that to where just every aspect across the board is great there's some small arcs in every episode there's longer arcs with her character and trying to unravel as far as yeah, they show some of her backstory in the beginning, but they definitely don't show all of it. So that's a slow reveal as you continue to go through. So, it's really cool. Uh, another another big budget, very slick with all of the costuming is glorious. Oh, mm-hmm. oh her outfits
2: mm-hmm. are unreal. Oh man, when it was airing, she had like an Instagram that like would show her like nails because her nails oh, are different nails. every episode. Yeah. <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> So oh, good.
3: And then just the set, you know, just props. All all of it is just really, really good. Uh, storytelling's great. So I really recommend it. To me, it's very different than anything mm-hmm. else. I can't really compare it to a Western say, equivalent. Yeah. Like it, it just. It's unique. It and it does even show, I mean, as far as how it does tie a little know. culturally in some points. It just, it, as far so my- as the supernatural aspects you know, the way they speak of the afterlife is how Koreans speak of the afterlife, like you know. a certain type of yeah. bridge. That's not something that we typically say, you know, so mm-hmm. you do see a little bit of their, myth, you know, mm-hmm. that belief with some of that, but mm-hmm. it's not that Koreans believe in a supernatural hotel. So like, this was a unique thing yeah. to this show
1: specifically, but it, it's, it's really cool. My sister and I just started watching it again this week and we were saying like that the concept it's almost kind of like Western wise you might compare it to the concept of like purgatory but like instead of it being a punishment it's like if purgatory was a place where you went because you just weren't ready yet so you want to like you got things you want to do so like you didn't have the time to read all those books or to do all those things and you want to get it done you know and Mm -hmm. like. I like it. It sounds good. I'd, I'd like to go to this hotel. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jesse?
2: Oh, just as an FYI, this is one of my favorite shows of all time. So yeah. <laughs> based on if you liked my stuff in the intro, you'll, you'll understand like why Hotel Luna is one of my favorites. Yeah. The favorite, technically.
3: And there's even a little bit, a, a little scare in it. Not yeah. as fun. <laughs> hmm
2: just a sprinkle a, of it,
3: a
0: sousa, yeah. a sousa of horror.
3: Yeah, just tiny bit. I mean, it as far as like the height, the height of the scare. I mean, it kind of resolves itself a little. But
0: so speaking of, uh, little bit of horror, a little bit of thrills, a little bit of crime. Uh, that's our next genre. We just sort of combined crime thrillers and horror into one because, well. Two people on the show don't watch a lot of horror. So I want hope you're helping thing. them out. Um, <laughs> Thanks. You know, put this out there. So we're gonna we're we're combining crime thriller and horror all into one. Take it away, Amanda.
1: So for me, uh, I'm going with a Japanese drama called Million Yen Women. Um, it is different. Uh, it is wild. Uh, basically, the premise is this sort of not very popular author um, lives in a house with these five women that he does not know. They just all showed up at his house one day with their invitation and said, yes, we would like to accept your invitation to live in your home and pay you a million yen rent every month. And um, you can't ask any questions about ourselves. You can't be in this, like come into our bedrooms. We're never in the bathroom at the same time. Like we only share shared spaces There's a mysterious fax machine that once in a while will spit out cryptic weird sayings and everybody goes, who's that for? I don't know. Like, we don't know who's sending us this stuff. It's really weird. One of the women never wears clothes when she's in the house. She's naked all the time. Wasn't I for Um, you,
0: girl. I for you.
1: Same. (laughs) Um, One of the women is a high school student One of them is a famous actress, like it's a really odd assortment of people and he provides all their meals, he does all the cooking, he does all the cleaning up and they pay him, they each pay a million yen in rent and then stuff starts happening and things it's hard for me to describe exactly but like you can't really describe happen. it
2: like yeah, or you'll like, spoil yeah. big plots on it
1: yeah exactly mm-hmm. so like wild things that occur and it just it's such good storytelling it's very intense at times I basically had to watch like the last four episodes all at once it was like Three in the morning because it was like, oh, I'll just watch this one more, and then it was like, whoa, I can't stop now. Like I gotta keep going because I, uh. it was quite a roller coaster. It's really, really good. Um, the lead actor is Zero uh, note. Yeah, he's a um, singer from uh, the Radwimps. I had I talked about this uh, with somebody else the other day, and they were like, so like an idol actor, and I'm like, mm, no, yeah. not no. really, more like an actor. Who is also in a bit like he's in a band. He's not an idol, and he's and he's not an idol, and he's not in the Japanese idol system. It's just mm-hmm. you know a guy who does both. But it's just really really good if you get into J dramas at all. Like some of the women in the house, you'll recognize. I'm watching the actress character in something else right now, but yeah, it's kind of darker. Dark, I mean, thematically, but also visually, it's got a bit of a darker sort of filter kind of scenery and stuff. If you need context and maybe like you watch anime or anything
2: like that, you should know if the band he's in, Rad Wimps, they're hugely popular. So you probably know mm-hmm. if you know any Japanese mm-hmm. uh, like rock, you know them. Um, mm-hmm. But they did the soundtrack for Your Name, which was very popular Mm. so Mm. if potentially you're listening and you're like hey i actually watched that movie all the music in that is their group so this one was hard to narrow down for (laughs) jesse very hard um (laughs) this was my moment to shine um (laughs) uh, but i also decided to pick a japanese one because i was also trying to like pick one that not everybody else had seen that I knew. <laughs> so it's like helping you out as well. Um, and it's a drama called Switched. And there is a huge trigger warning on Switched. Uh, it does contain suicide and it's part of the very big plot of it. So essentially what happens is it's a, about these two girls, one who's really popular and ha- is well off, has a great family. The other one, it's complete li- the opposite she doesn't have all that and she's so obsessed and mad that this girl has what she doesn't has um she finds a way to change that and and doing so the way that she can do it is that she found that if you commit suicide in front of the person you can switch bodies. And so they switch bodies. So it has a little bit of fantasy element, but it is a thriller. It's dark thriller because you don't know what's going on. You don't know how far the girl's going to take everything. You don't know like anything that's going on. So it's um, it's got a lot of like back and forth between the two. They're high school students as well. So you have that kind of age and it's just like them dealing with just the the switch them itself and then also dealing with Um, each other's lives and kind of forcing the perspective of each other's lives and seeing how some people can change the perspective of what's going on even if they have like a bad you know upgrading like up raising and that sort of thing it's a really good at the thrilling aspect of it because you just don't know what's going on and it's like everything is like you're like oh could this go really, really bad, really <laughs> <laughs> fast? And it's like, keeps oh, you on the edge oh. of your seat. Mm. Um, also personally, uh, I really respected what it did because one of the girls is overweight and one of them is not. And they don't make light of it. They don't like shame her. Like there are is some bullying towards her, but most of her bullying is just that she's like the outside outcast. Yeah. And mm. they really work that in, it, it, like- extremely well you would have never expected this show to do as well as it did like in that respect and not fadge I mean so I really respected that part but yeah the the thrilling aspect of it is just phenomenal um, I don't think a lot of people have watched it and so I want more people to watch it Netflix doesn't have a lot of j dramas which is gonna start to change kind of hopefully yes. possibly but more eyes on j dramas mean that like Jesse can have more j dramas in the future so That's why I'm forcing you to a J-drama. Enjoy.
0: Uh, So for me, I sat down and I saw crime thriller horror. How can I find something that is all three of those? And Netflix has a show that is all three of those. Now, if you watch Touch Your Heart uh, before watching Strangers Strangers from Hell, which is the show that I'm recommending... um,
2: I really wanted to pick this. I just did so it. Like, no.
0: <laughs> they uh, they have a, the main actor from Touch Your Heart is one of the main actors in Strangers from Hell. Um, very different character. Let's just uh, go out on a limb and say this was different than most of the characters he had played before. Anyway, yes. the plot of Strangers from Hell is that a sad young country bumpkin moves to the city to work at a new job and ostensibly also save money to to get married to his girlfriend um so in order to do that he has to find the cheapest possible apartment because he doesn't have a lot of money to start out with and so he finds this basically closet in this apartment complex um that is the sketchiest apartment complex you could possibly imagine and everyone who lives there is real messed up like there is something wrong with every like they're just very unsettling so this guy also so this main character also wants to be like a horror writer like a crime horror writer and so there's like a bizarre sense that you don't know if this is actually real but it's also very real and he becomes sort of the target of all of these people living in this apartment building. Oh, this is the show is not for the faint of heart.
2: No, 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 no. The show
0: is very messed up, very dark, very violent. Um, Extremely suffocating. Ex- you, feel, you feel claustrophobic watching this show, but it is also incredibly good. And uh, that ending, though.
3: Whoo, you got take you. It takes you on a wild ride. Okay, yeah. was is it a like Netflix original or is it, it, is it a Netflix show? No, it is an OCN show. OCN. So OCN, if slums. you're
0: not familiar with uh, Korean dramas at all, OCN is a cable network in Korea that makes a lot of like violent horror shows. And one rom com, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> they they tried something, but which that rom com I think is
2: on Netflix.
0: Which I, I think it is on Netflix. Yeah. But um, they focus mostly on like you know like serial killer stuff, uh, you know,
2: crime, crime dramas. Yeah. They're also like, their big thing is that um, they're they're more cinematic. They're they're yeah. making movies essentially out of their so, dramas. Um, yeah, so the
0: dramas are usually sh- slightly shorter. Like, they're, instead of 16 episodes, they'll be, like, 12-ish episodes. But they're usually very high tier. Mm-hmm. Very high quality. Um, and this is way up there in their... They were doing something. Like... Yeah. It's, it's just... It's got it all. Like, if you like, like, serial killer, like, violent crime, like...
2: But horror. Films, but it's, in it's like, a but horror.
0: But scary. Yeah, it is a horror show. Which is also a crime and a thrill. Oh, you can listen, if you like jump scares, you're going to get jump scared. If you be like, like psychological scares, thrillers. You Here could, it is. You go, oh, it's got, it's got for, it's perfect for the spooky season. Like mm-hmm. this is the perfect Halloween watch. You don't feel good after watching it, but you feel like really <laughs> satisfied in the horror that you just watched.
1: Talia so. started out by saying, you know, she likes everything and then she's giving you some, everything she's picked so far as is- it has everything. <laughs> it has everything. Like it's if if you are looking pr- for
0: crime, if you are looking for thrills, if you are looking for horror, *Strangers from Hell* from beginning to end. It's it's got. I will say, it does have a bit of a slow wind up, but it's a slow wind up that like that pulls you along, and you're in it. Like it I don't want to. want to be going until, here. Like I don't. I don't want to be going this way. And then suddenly it's like you're in it, but you're too you're too far in it now. Just like to Just keep it out.
3: It you sounds like in you're the- in a roller coaster, like you get, you know, the bar comes down and yeah. you're going a little... Yes, you except, except the there's never...
2: It's It's a constant going uphill on the roller coaster until the very last episode and it's complete down. yeah and so you and
0: you and the character are like the main guy are on this same horrible journey together where the further you go the more you want to get out but the more you can't because you need to know like Mm -hmm. what is happening like my god this show Um, It gets like like four thumbs up from me. I'm pulling out my vestigial arms to give it four thumbs up. It is excellent. So if you like horror, if you like serial killer stuff, check it out. Strangers from Hell, Chef's Kiss.
3: So as someone who doesn't really watch a lot of horror and stuff. (laughs)
0: That's an
3: understatement of the year. (laughs) Hey, I've watched a couple of things. I know, I know.
0: She probably Uh, watches more than I do
3: now. (laughs) (laughs) We've been
0: slowly warping her over time.
3: (laughs) So, I'm gonna say Kingdom. And a lot of people are... So even... It's very possible that Kingdom might be someone's first... Mm. Asian drama or Korean drama. If if you haven't seen it yet, you may have already heard of it. Even from your buddies who just watch Netflix and don't watch other Asian stuff. Mm. Kingdom is that big just kind of like squid game is that big Mm -hmm. kingdom is there too um so i won't you know i won't go really deep into it we also have an entire podcast episode talking about it
0: so check that out
3: (laughs) there's that but just to tell you it is set in korea in historical korea so lots of costumes and yes, zombies. So there's political policy things. And I do want to say, if you are coming at this from, you know, Western media, you don't know a lot. It's fine. They lay everything out. They don't do a lot of, do a screen of words that you have to read it. You know, they show you. And just like any other palace in any other country, there's going to be people wanting power. It's, it's all the same. <laughs> not that hard yeah
0: universal concepts you know
3: yeah so it's just really good there are a couple of seasons of it so unlike some of the other ones where like you know we've said Mm -hmm. one and done season kingdom is an example of that is not the case so season one is heavier on the being in the palace Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. zombies do start happening Season two is more zombies more often. So you get a lot more of that. And then you even have a special episode at this point, which is essentially like a movie telling the backstory of things. So, <laughs> but don't be scared by the fact that it is a historical. Uh, my husband just recently watched it. Um and he typically even, for instance, he watched Squid Game Dubbed and Subbed or closed captions. But when it came to Kingdom, I, I told him, I'm like, it's not as talky as a lot of other dramas because a lot of it is showing with mm-hmm, <laughs> either preparing for zombies or dealing with zombies. So and I didn't push him, but he he went non-dub with it and he good was man, totally good fine. Man. Just for him, it's a challenge to keep up with yeah. being able to watch the screen and always read the subtitles. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why he in the past for Squid Game and things did dubbed. But Kingdom is a good one to not do dubbed if you can manage, since they none of us know Korean, but they are trying to do like the historically so it sounds nice when mm-hmm. you do hear the way they are trying to at least do the voices. Mm-hmm. But it's totally fine if you watch dub. Um we don't we yeah. don't judge here. We don't judge. No. But as somebody who, again, I don't watch a lot of horror, Kingdom is, was very accessible. You'll know first episode if you can handle it or not. <laughs> like You'll be fine. No. So, yeah. Go check out our podcast if you want like more details on any of that. But. Kingdom, yeah.
0: Next, we're going into melodramas. And that's like sort of a, you know, little bit dramatic, maybe a little over the top. Uh, not quite a soap opera, though some get pretty soap opera-esque, but like more just like maybe a little more dramatic than real life tends to be, you know? So that's basically what we're going with now for our melodramas. Uh, take it away, Amanda. What's your suggestion for melodramas?
1: So my suggestion is going to be Meteor Garden, the 2018 version. There are, there is another much older version but the 2018 version is the one that's on netflix it's a chinese drama and um some of you listening may have heard of boys over flowers which is a very very popular korean drama very widely known i believe Mm -hmm. also is on netflix and it's the story of these four just absolute assholes in high school who treat people like garbage (laughs) and this poor girl who gets a scholarship and is not going to take their crap the way everybody else does and so of course that means that the head of this group of four rich jerks um falls in love with her because why wouldn't you fall in love with a poor girl who treats you like garbage when you treat her like garbage she fights uh, back, and th- it, that's exciting. You're only you're only saying wins for me, you know. Like <laughs> I think it's a little bit more toned down than in Boys of for Flowers. Some of the some of the stuff is not as intense. Like when you're watching Boys Over Flowers, there are things you're like, "That's a crime! Like it's a crime, crime, not just like a ooh, cute, you know, kids being silly at school. That was like a legit crime." That, that was gonna be rape. Like that's not okay. Yeah. It never goes there in Meteor Garden. So it's a little tamer. It's a little easier to watch. Um, the characters are great. I really enjoyed it. I just and both stories are based on a a manga. And there's a lot to the original source material. So not everything is identical either between the the I mean I think there's like six or seven different there's a Thai version there's a Japanese version there's a Taiwanese version there are a lot of versions of this story out there in drama land and none of them are identical because there's much in the source material that you can tell some of the stories and not all of the stories so there's sort of an overarching similarity and you know crazy mom who tries to break you up and you know stuff like that but there's also going to be like they go on a lot of trips they play a lot of sports like have a lot of you know it's good it's wild it is kind of soap opera-y like there is a lot of stuff not exactly birth secret stuff but kind of weird stuff going on with you know dad and mom and it's a lot but it's cute and I mean ultimately with the meteor garden one the main couple has great chemistry they're really cute together so you you feel like you can root for them even though there's like shenanigans going on all over the place so I liked that aspect of it Mm -hmm. so
2: so my pick is another Japanese drama it's called the many faces of Ito there's a thing that Japanese dramas do a lot where you'll get the series and then kind of like a year later or something they'll give you a condensed version of it into like a movie form so both the series and the movie are on netflix currently But i'm talking about the drama specifically they're both have the same plot so it doesn't really matter but i think you get more out of the drama that you don't get in the mm. condensed version of it and it essentially is a story about a writer who is kind of like fed up with things and fed up with her writing and just like can't get her like you know thoughts together to write her next book and she really needs to write her book and her agent suggests that she kind of like look at like real real world examples I think she like a romance writer or rom-com writer and so she ends up finding four women and getting them to tell about their love life and their dating life and through this she finds that there's like similarities in between the four women with the type of person they're dating and so the list the uh, like episodes are like focused on that and kind of like her figuring out this thing while also kind of like writing their love stories into this novel it's got like kind of a thriller aspect to it just because you don't know what's going on but it's not like super thriller it's more of like that kind of soapy like like it's intensified in that you know you're seeing these women talk about their dating histories and like you know some of it could be faked or they know they're talking to a writer. So they kind of like fluff up their story more and that sort of thing, mm. but it's really good. It's another one that I don't think a lot of people talk about yet. Yeah, it is the, the test of time. And I have watched it like years and years ago and it's still on Netflix. So um, <laughs> there's gotta be some people who are watching it. Um, but I definitely think if you're kind of looking for a, a different kind of very melodramatic type uh, show, this is a good one
0: very cool um so for me i'm going into a new country now uh it's a thai show called innocence bangkok love stories and it it sort of has like the same sort of format that something like love actually the movie has where it's like a bunch of different stories that are just loosely interconnected um and so you know there's one about this woman who runs a restaurant who uh you know falls in love with a much younger man so that's like a big thing and then there's another one about like you know a a gay man taking care of his dying mother um you know falling in love and it's just it's that sort of story where it's it's a little over the top like you're just like uh, and it it is part of a series so um which is the bangkok love stories series there's several different versions. So there's like this one, there's one called Plead, I think. Uh, So there's, it's like a series of like mini series sort of situation. Um, It's very well acted. It's beautifully shot. Now, a lot of Thai shows, there's a genre of Thai show called a lacorn, which is what you would see as like a soap opera. This is not to that level, but Thai shows tend to be a little bit more on the, dramatic side if you get into them Mm -hmm. um but this one is it's it it's light on the melodrama situation it's really well done i really enjoyed it i i don't know anyone who has watched it who didn't like it yeah it was i watched it it was good yeah i enjoyed it it's it's not over the top i i must say the the story about the, the the cafe owner and the young dude is my is my favorite it's pretty good Um, it's it's just it's a nice situation yeah like I don't I don't watch a lot of like melodrama stuff well okay. okay I don't watch a lot of melodrama stuff on Netflix but uh like you know before I got into Asian stuff like soap operas weren't really my jam so I don't really have much but I do most most of the stuff like that is not on netflix if you're going into it let's let's be honest but um this one's it's good and it's not soap operay, so it's dramatic but not over the top dramatic if that makes sense
3: it's, it's a good show it's a good show thumbs up thumbs up from old natalia what about you sky so my recommendation um is definitely on you know on the scale of dramatic it is very far from Soap opera EE or Mok Jong type things, but it is Tomorrow With You and it stars Lee Hoon and Shin Min And those are two very popular mm-hmm. an act- actor and actress. Um, they're in a ton of other things, even on Netflix or elsewhere. You'll see them pop up again if you start getting into things. But the reason why I'm putting Tomorrow With You in this category is it is not a rom-com it is a romantic Mm -hmm. dramatic story there is actually time travel in it so I could have shoehorned it into (laughs) sci-fi fantasy but um the crux is really how the time traveler person you know deals with relationships and his life and there's definitely it it isn't there's sadness to that. There's complexity to that, he, and, and there mm-hmm. is there, there are cute moments as well, but it's there's not there's really not comedy in it. So that's why this is not a rom com. It's it is more of a melodrama when it comes to how it handles relationships and the way it looks at life. Though of course it's highly fictitious with the time travel, um, but the dramatic moments hit pretty hard. So that's why it. Mm it's squarely a melodrama I would say because the sadness is there and it Mm -hmm. it lingers throughout some episodes and stuff so uh that's why but it's great I mean the way the time travel thing happens and the way the you're kind of guessing for a while trying to unravel exactly what happened and because you want things to work Mm -hmm. out uh but I think a lot of people like even if you're not I'm not saying watch it even if you don't like romantic stories. I would still, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe only if you're into romance, watch it. But it's a good one for if you don't really Mm -hmm. want rom-commy. If if you're Mm -hmm. looking Mm -hmm. for more of a dramatic story or a more more serious look at relationships or something. I do think it's, I can't say it's realistic because time travel. But
1: (laughs) they they, they 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 portray relationships themselves.
2: Yeah, Yeah.
3: they, They portray relationships very well. And again, how I mentioned earlier this podcast episode about good emotional storytelling. To me, this is a very good example of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Without it being uber heightened. So it's not the uber yeah. heightened of the soap, you know, soap opera yeah. type drama. It is just the mellow trying to portray relationships realistically and emotionally. The actor and actress, they're just top-notch. Like
1: mm-hmm. th- yeah. they're
3: really always good when you see them. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's our
0: melodramas we're nearing the end we got two more things one we got historicals so if you like a good historical drama you like a good you know maybe nice historical fiction novel we're here to help you out with what you might enjoy amanda take her away
1: so my very favorite historical just got yanked from netflix last mm-hmm. month so chicago typewriter if you have, you know are watching somewhere else maybe you can find it But um, so what I wound up going with that's on Netflix is a Thai drama. It's called Miss Culinary. And it is the story of a young man who's caught between two women um, in the modern day. And his girlfriend is leaving him because this ex girlfriend has kind of shown back up and so she thinks he's cheating on her and and stuff and and so she's like that's it I'm moving out I'm leaving you and he kind of gets her to stay by he starts telling her this story of his mom and when she was a young woman just coming into the city and she wanted to be a chef and she wanted to learn how to cook and and all this stuff and the trials and and things that she went through working in different kitchens, learning her trade Mm -hmm. and having a romantic love triangle with two different men and who would she choose? And so he starts telling this story while serving food and she keeps kind of coming back Theoretically, to pick up her stuff, you know, I left this thing. I left, you know, but also because she wants to know the rest of the story and wow. she wants to know what happened with the mom and like you would. Yeah, so it's it's really well done. Um, the way that the two stories kind of mirror each other, mom and son stories of their like romantic relationships, is neat. Um, the seventies, the stuff that's sort of set in seventies, is really well done. So, like, it's it's not like ancient historical, it's just the seventies, but you sort of know it as soon as you see it, like this late seventies, early eighties, I can tell by the clothes and the hairstyles and the, the things that I'm seeing. So it's, it's subtle. It's not like that weird over the top. This is the seventies. Like it, it just like the seventies. And it does have some aspects of, of, the history and things that were different in Thailand and in the world then compared to now. So, um, yeah, it's not, you know, a heavy historical, but it, it fits the bill. It's history. So, the sprinkle, the <laughs> sprinkle of history in a, you know, it's just a tale told in the past as opposed to a tale about history. How about you,
2: Jenny? Well, I'm going to preface this that I don't watch a lot of historicals <laughs> and I have only watched one historical on Netflix. So I don't think this is like an accurate representation of like, if you like what I like, you'll like this, <laughs> but I don't, I didn't want to talk about something that I haven't watched. Um, So we are going to be talking about a hundred days, my prince, which okay. to be fair was cute in the beginning so like it had some potential (laughs) essentially it had its moments it did have its moments moments. um it just may not have landed that ending half bit that's okay I'm sure a lot of people who actually would watch it they find it really good and it actually might be technically a really good historical or or a segu for people who haven't watched those before i think that and kingdom are like very good kind of beginner friendly ones because you kind of it ropes you in in kind of like a a modern way it's not modern but the the what the style that it is you know modern and it is essentially about a prince who gets into an accident or gets hurt i can't remember it's been too long since a, I've...
0: a purposeful accident on other people's part.
2: Yes. And he forgets everything. Like, he forgets who he is and everything. And so he, like, shows up. And, like, no one knows he's the prince because he doesn't remember that he's the prince. And so there's a lot of, like, antics that are involved in the, like, little town that he's in and that he's, like, you know, hanging out with and, and how when, he doesn't know how to do any normal human yeah. thing. So, let's, like, <laughs> the biggest thing is that, like, he's still a prince. Like, deep down inside, he's still a prince. So he's, like, you know, still, like, a lover of the fine arts and the, like fancy, uh, expensive things, but, like, he can't tell you his name or, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, why he's there. It's got, like, a really good little family that they have going on with the, the you know, group that kind of takes him in, like, this, like, ragtag off the wall, people who would never be hanging out with a prince type group, and it gets a little bit, like, darker and more into, like, kind of, like, a more core intrigue and, politics and what you would expect from like a historical towards the like latter half of it um but the kind of first half kind of gets you in on a like kind of like a rom comy feel to it or at least like a comedy feel to it it does have a lot of comedy and there's a lot there's a good cast of characters the lead who plays the prince is this guy his name's mm-hmm. Dio um, he's incredible. He, he's a favorite in Natalia. I mean, he's a favorite of all of us, but he's he's hers. <laughs> um, he's, and he's, he's a big,
0: big favorite. Big, favorite. big <laughs>
2: favorite. And he's also a very well-known person because he's in a very, very well-known K-pop group. And the female Namji Hyun, she's also very big, especially now. I think she's like gotten more and more popular just, you know, In the past like three or four years I don't know if she's in any other dramas that are on Netflix she's one of those actors actresses who kind of goes throughout genres so yeah and then also just as like an aside all of the like town folk and all of the like side characters that you see are all like side characters you see in every other drama too so that's kind (laughs) of nice
3: (laughs) It's like, oh, the cast of characters that we always see. Oh, except for it's that guy. Now it's he's,
2: in he's in a historical costume. It's his yeah. historical garb. Got it. <laughs> yeah, it's quirky and cute. Like, it, it does have a nice, it has its moments. And I think on the whole, uh, it got a good reception and well received by people. So
0: I think out of this podcast, the person who watches the most historical stuff, it's probably me, but I think I just watched the most in general, so it was bound to happen. <laughs> regardless, um, historicals are up there
3: on your. List I do of really things love.
0: I do really love historical stuff, like and have my entire life. So, you know, like, like you know those cheesy historical romance novels. Yeah, I'm into yeah. that shit uh so anyway uh, but what i picked was not actually like a particularly like cute sweet historical at all i went for like a pretty accurate heavy heavy historical and that is uh mr sunshine which is i think one of like the earlier not
1: what it sounds like
0: no the title (laughs) very misleading also i think they should have gone with a different title but that's just my own personal opinion. Um, So it basically takes place in the early 20th century. And it is about a Korean man who had gone to America and been raised in America who returns with the Korean army, or not the Korean army, sorry, who returns with the American army as sort of their translator, but he also is a member of the military during, Basically, so if you don't know a lot about Korean history, just know that Japan invaded many times and did a lot of terrible things. Uh, And this was at the height of some of that. And he sort of becomes embroiled with Korean freedom fighters who are fighting against the Japanese occupying forces at the time. And then also, you know, falling in love with a beautiful young woman it is really well done it is it's it's nuanced it's beautifully shot the costuming everything is absolutely fantastic the acting is out of this world they even got and this is rare i'm gonna be honest this is rare when you're watching games they got competent english-speaking actors to play wow play (laughs)
3: americans I, i do want to mention something the lead actor in that show in mr sunshine mm-hmm. if by chance you've seen oh my gosh the fact i'm looking on this gangnam my
2: idea so, style gangnam, gangnam style
3: yeah so gangnam style he is in the music video he's in the music video
2: he's say in the something else and i was like oh and you probably don't know it so it's that's fine Fine.
0: don't worry about it don't worry about it he's a very well-known uh Korean actor Um, very like I just
2: feel mm, how how can I do this how can I do this just
0: do it just go just say it say if you
2: google him no yeah yeah google him because you know him yeah the purpose of this podcast while we're doing it now you know him that's all I'm gonna say yeah
0: the show is excellent uh it it, it's a little bit of a hard watch but in the same way that watching like world war ii stuff is a hard watch Mm -hmm. because you know things don't end well for a lot of people involved but it's very wonderful and it gets two big old thumbs up from old natalia who actually loves historical stuff so if you're and although listen if you're looking for heavy romance this ain't it chief (laughs) this ain't it okay like it's real slow burn on that front. The the yearning is there, but go elsewhere if you want the romance. If you want the historical knowledge and like, you know, the sort of freedom fighter angle, this is a show for you.
2: I also think it's good in like the sense that it's like a really good epic historical. Yeah. Yes. Um,
0: and it covers a lot a long period of time it's not just like a two month period like it's several years of things happening yeah
2: and i I really do think that like out of like a lot of the historicals this is the one if you are like a history person that you would like be more inclined to watch than some Mm. of the other ones so my suggestion
3: is rookie historian (laughs) Guhe rung (laughs) it's so I would call this a light rom-com historical, light on the rom-com, actually. I would call it a fantasy just because the way they're portraying gender roles and things is much more kind than actual history did. But so it's kind of like the wish fulfillment type fantasy Mm -hmm. that dramas sometimes give. I, I will explain. So... The main character is this very well-educated, independent woman who ends up becoming a historian. There are other female historians in the palace, the historical Korean palace. And uh, just there are aspects that are true that they do talk about. For instance, there were female historians. So... There are things that are reflective of what actually did happen, but the way you can tell the way the female characters interact with the male characters, a lot of this stuff would not have flown <laughs> anything.
0: Right. A little anachronistic. It's a little anachronistic. It's
3: it's very happily feminist, like, which is yes. great. I mean, it is fun to watch. Um, and that's actually a lot of the fun of the show is the female historians, kind of making their own way. A couple of them are kind of from lower families. One of them is from a higher family. She didn't want to get married to some awful person. And so she, in order to avoid that, she became a female historian. So there always ends up being kind of tension with that. And she's very, very smart. And so she would help kind of with the political intrigue side of things. So on the romance side, you have kind of a long lost prince who's kind of a little doofy, poor kid is very naive. And so, of course, like the somewhat sarcastic main lead female ends up being around him a lot. And so kind of trying to teach him how to be a person and kind of be more aware of the surroundings and know what's going on. But the political intrigue is very reflective of a lot of similar historic, light historical Korean shows, you know, family struggles within the palace, people wanting power but a lot of it actually just comes down to quite a, historians were there this is accurate historians were there to record history as it happened but that always became an issue if something bad happened within the palace and the palace would want it struck you know taken from the records so it became mm. to where historians would die for that they would be like no i'm not going to take that away from history you did these things they didn't People in the future need to know that. So, that actually does come up. So, there are serious aspects. It's actually like super cute. It's fun. There are intense moments. I really enjoyed the female historians and the friendships that they ended up having and all that. I think a lot of people would enjoy it. Plus, like yeah, the lost prince fun. kid, he's cute. It's fun. He's, it's he's fun. in other things if you get into other dramas.
1: So as the lead is too the female yeah, one, yeah.
0: the lead is too yeah she's in a lot of um, yes. on netflix she's in on, netflix.
1: on netflix um, i think that's a fair thing to look at too uh, just like you sort of mentioned at the beginning there sky that like historicals there are sort of like the dark serious more realistic historicals and then there are the lighter more like you said rom-commy ones and you don't always know what you're getting when you go in, but usually you can tell because, like, the costuming will be darker on one and the costumes will be lighter yeah. and brighter and more yeah. funky. And on it's, the more, it's bomb pretty easy to tell what one. kind of uh, <laughs> what kind usually, of, sometimes <laughs> you get historical, you're getting into sometimes you get got, but like, generally speaking, yeah, you, there are lighter ones and heavier ones, so. You can probably find one that suits your purposes.
3: I will say even a light historical you know you're always going to have the historical someone you know someone's going to probably die. Like that's just (laughs) the way There's still going to be death and politics. But it might just be some super side character. mm -hmm, But there's always going to be the threat. There's always going to be the threat of like it's the palace. Anyone could die.
2: Like that's always the thing. The, The setup of like the palace will always be the same and so your like yeah. right hand person is always going to be the one to try to overthrow you know the king <laughs> yeah. because that's what always happens in real life so
1: like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just keep and, it and even yes. in the more rom-com-ish ones they might not wind up together it might not be full rom-com because sometimes politically that just can't happen so like yeah, s- prepare to sometimes maybe be a little disappointed in
3: your <laughs> ending. But sometimes not. If sometimes,
1: you're going sometimes, historical.
0: Sometimes not.
1: It's the gamble you, you take.
0: I guess no. you'll have to watch to find out. Uh, okay, as a final little like recommendation, we're each going to just quickly do one that either was in a, not, didn't really fit in any of those, or we had another one there, but just a drama that we
1: so I'm going to go with Prison Playbook. It is a really, really good story. Um, it's, I, I started out by saying I really like sports stuff and I haven't really had any sports. So i um, I thought, okay, I'll pick one of the sports ones. Prison Playbook is the story of a baseball player, very popular, very famous pitcher who goes to visit his sister one night and finds her being raped and chases the guy down and beats the bejeebers out of him and the guy goes into a coma and ultimately you know it's not a good situation the court system decides to make an example of him so he goes to jail he's a little bit of an odd character he's he doesn't always seem like he knows what's going on he kind of seems dumb sometimes but that's one of the beauties of the show is that a lot of the time when you think people are pulling one over on him and he's not getting what's going on he will turn it around and you're like oh he knew exactly what was happening and he fixed that good it has some darker themes one of the main things in it is that his best friend from high school that he used to play ball with is a jail guard and he gets transferred to his jail so that he can look out for this guy. Cause he knows the kinds of things that happen in jail. So he, he specifically asked to be transferred to that jail penitentiary so that he can keep an eye out for his buddy. And in the meantime, like he's only supposed to be in jail for one year, maybe two. And so they're hopeful that maybe he can, get his career back but he's also suffered an injury to his pitching arm so the like prison guards all set up a system to help him rehabilitate so it has that sports aspect but it also has the found family of you know his cellmates and some of the cellmates are nicer than others and it's a really good story it does a lot of things that you don't expect it's funny at times it's sad at times it's overwhelmingly just a really interesting story. It's one of my favorite dramas.
2: It is the Korean drama called Save Me, The Murder Unit, which is Natalia and I. Um, <laughs> we have a full dedicated, yeah, <laughs> we had a, a, a We had a name. For the murder unit, whatever. Um, we have like a full dedicated episode on it where it's like a spoiler episode on it. But basic rundown is it's about cults. And it's about a girl whose family gets persuaded into a cult because of things that happen. It's really dark. It's a Mm. really great psychological thriller with like great characters. And it's just phenomenal. And if you're like looking at like wanting more kind of darker dramas, like especially if you're into that, that I think a lot of people don't put on the list as much. They kind of like default to like sweet home or something. But like Save Me is just so good for that um like it just the way that they present the characters and the way that they present the cult and how it just permeates this town is phenomenal and it keeps you guessing and it's it's also got some really great character progression in it um so I highly recommend
1: it it's it's at like the top of my list on dramas it's fantastic
2: it's
0: it's something else.
1: That is something I should point out, too, that I forgot to mention. But the main character in Prism Playbook is also in Squid Game. So if that's why you're here. That's true, he is. You might want to go check yes. that
0: out. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with uh, the drama Vincenzo, which came out this year. Um, it is a dark
2: mafia comedy. High five. We so, just picked the same actor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, he's also in Art Doll Chronicles, <laughs> and in, the dro- in the movie Space Sweepers. Um, and it is about a Korean boy who's adopted by an Italian family and grows up in Italy, becomes a member of the Italian um, the mafiosa family as their consigliere, which is their, like, the family lawyer, essentially, the person who deals with all of the legal things to sort of keep everything... Hush hush, but he goes back to Korea because of his knowledge of a bunch of gold that he would like to get that is underneath this apartment complex that he owns (laughs) that he bought under like someone else's name that's full of a delightful cast of characters, but the neighborhood is also wanting to be redeveloped by like a local gang situation so he sort of becomes pitted against a less than savory uh conglomerate as it were um and it becomes like it's a lot of like sort of mind games between him and like the the very psychotic ceo of this conglomerate that wants to Basically, build on his property, and it's it's funny in a very sort of disturbing way where yeah. you laugh
2: and you're like, I should not be laughing at this. Like, this isn't. It's definitely like changes tone on you really. Oh, it quick, does, but, but it purposely does it too.
0: Yeah, so it's not like an abrupt tonal shift that doesn't make sense. Like the show sets out that this is the type of show you are getting is a weird dark comedy but that's also very violent
2: and yeah it also does it like so it's like oh this is funny this is funny and they're like nope nope it's not and funny you're like anymore. oh it's
0: not funny anymore <laughs> oh no <laughs> it became not funny so i quick. forgot it. it was
2: supposed to be a dark show oh my yeah. god
0: <laughs> so it'll be like you know this lighthearted comedy between like the oddballs that like are all just, you know, like helping him with like a scheme. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, that dude dead. (laughs) Like, oh no. Um, So it's really well done. I really enjoy it. And I think a lot of people would too, as long as you're not expecting it to be just a comedy or just like a mob crime thing. If you recognize that it is both of those things at the same time, you're gonna enjoy it as long more than someone who thought they were only getting like a wacky comedy or were only getting a dark mafia story. It's both. And it's beautifully filmed. I have to say, like, some of those fight sequences are unbelievably good. Like, they get they get the old thumbs up from old Natalia about being incredible mm-hmm. fight sequences. What about you, Sky? What's your
3: final? I see what it is on the list. Ooh sky you know it my final pick is hospital playlist oh. Yay. hospital playlist Yay. it's two seasons and i think that's it i i, I haven't finished season 2 quite yet it might be the season? season
2: but like it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter yeah, so you're not gonna it's not a cliffhanger type show hospital no. playlist is it's set
3: mostly in a hospital amongst Five friends. They're all doctors in various different areas of surgery and stuff. And, um, four dudes and one gal, and they've been, they became friends in college and they also formed a band just for funsies. And then as, you know, adults and doctors that are now even out of the resident system that are full, full fledged surgeons and doctors, uh, they just, they've continued to just be really close friends, and they're all very different personalities. And you also see how they, how them and a whole huge cast of supporting characters live their daily life and handle patients. And quite often within one episode, you'll kind of have an arc with a patient, uh, kind of a full story with that. But then... It's just all really good.
2: It's so wholesome. It's It's so so lovely. You know how we were talking about How I Met Your Mother? This show is not How I Met Your Mother. However, the core group of friends in How I Met Your Mother, Mm. when they hang out with each other, have the same energy as this group when they hang out with each other. And they have weird quirks like the How I Met Your Mother they're like, a delight
0: they're a goddamn
3: delight the, the funny thing about the characters are you know they're these brilliant physicians in their various fields but when they get together they still act like they're college kids and they're kind of idiots together like
2: yeah
3: <laughs> to where they'll be in their office in the hospital and they'll be like slapping each other you know like play slapping or just being dumb or like one will start copycatting the other with what they're saying. I mean, they get really immature when they're together just because they're so close and because they met when they were in college. (laughs) So that's always a fun little break, but uh, so the way they show hospital life and whatever, some of it feels incredibly realistic as far as the things that patients go through, the various things that patients go through other aspects. It's, it's it's to be warm-hearted with a lot of these things so all all the stories that are told it shows the goodness of humanity quite often and that's a very nice thing to see mm-hmm. you know you're not you're not going to see here's an awful doctor doing awful that's not that's not the show it's hmm. it's it's showing medical workers you know doing their best to help patients and patients usually being very thankful <laughs> like overall that's the tone that you get and yeah. in this day and age with the pandemic and all types of other things it's just a very nice thing to watch so between like the friendships and them just going through life together and then all all the relationships between the doctors and the nurses and the patients it's just it's always just a great thing to watch the episodes are pretty long the the links change between the two seasons a little bit but season two definitely gets longer so but the thing about it is it passes quickly when you're watching it, it really does
1: didn't season two have fewer episodes too though mm. i feel like I maybe it remember. had fewer episodes but longer episodes but maybe not maybe it was just people suspected that it was going to maybe you they don't w- feel
0: the time passing when you're watching <laughs> it
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go Yeah you really don't
2: Um, and there's also just so many characters too that like that's part of why it can be that way because it kind of has to be because even like the minor characters have like sufficiently like like develop stories and develop time on the screen so.
3: I would say it reminds me slightly if you liked er back in the day minus all the heightened yeah like if you liked er for like the heartwarming times that er would have that yeah. this really might be your jam they don't love showing a ton of the surgery sometimes they show a little bit of it you can easily look away if that's something that makes you squeamish that is not the focus the focus of the show is the stories of the patients and the doctors and the friends. That's really what the focus Mm. is. But it it makes you feel really good inside is the main thing. It's great.
0: Uh, So before we go, we just want to have a quick little uh, point out about Netflix. Just a few little things that we want to mention about Netflix. Um, Their categories are not great. I'm going to be honest. Um, They often are not good their search is often extremely unhelpful um
3: well for for instance when i was trying to pull my picks for this mm -hmm. and i was just trying you know like korean dramas asian drama just i was trying to get like tell me the complete list of all of your asian tv shows they're Mm -hmm. like sorry i can't do that chief like i'm really not going to show you everything
2: They're, like, they have a specific K-drama section in their sub-genres, and they've had that for several years now, so that's pretty, like, good in terms of all the, Mm -hmm. like, Korean dramas, Mm -hmm. but, like, your only other option is to go into international, but that doesn't have everything, because you'll notice that, like, some of the Korean dramas will be in there, and some of them won't be in there. It's really hard they do have like categories for everything because Netflix has a number system where like if you know the number for the category, whether it's like a, a linked category, or not you can like plug that into the the URL yeah. and find things. But they're not you yep. have the best, and like yeah. some of the things they don't categorize, they don't aren't consistent in their categorization, especially like J dramas. It's just all over the place. Even, even if you look up like Asian TV drama,
3: and then all of a sudden you see, like, no, that's an American drama. That is yeah. not an Asian. It'll, TV be
0: like, drama. It, it'll be like an American drama with an Asian person in it. Like, okay, no, like, that's not quite what I was looking for. Like, this is a representation, but that's cool. not quite what I was I'm looking for. I'm glad that
2: Asian drama watchers watch this American show, but that's not what I wanted. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. That's part of the reason why we were trying to give you our suggestions because if you are starting out, it, it is very hard to find mm. unless Netflix is choosing to push something towards you. Mm. Sometimes it chooses it, to. Yeah.
1: yeah. And if you're like following Netflix socials, they have been lately very like, if you like Squid Game, you might like this. Or if you like, you know, swoon dramas, you might like. And then those of us in the Asian drama watching community are looking at these going, are you, Are you you on drugs Netflix? Are you sure
0: about that? Also, I know know for a
2: fact that the categories that they have are actually more for internal use than they are for people looking at it. So when they say Swoonworthy, it holds much more of a a thing for internal Netflix people who are working on the site or working Mm -hmm. on like categories or whatever than it's, like, secondary thing is that people see it and use it as a guide. It's actually more yeah. for their employees. It's really weird. Uh,
3: which is, that is really weird. Like, why? <laughs> That's such yeah. a strange I guess choice.
2: It has to be that the, it's, like, a form of data tracking yeah. that, like, makes it easier because, like, you can separate things more. I don't know. Yeah.
0: It's definitely because of, like, data.
2: Well, like, if you think about it, like, nobody really calls Thriller cerebral except for... yeah. Netflix and if that's a way to take that and have like a very good at like aggravation of like yeah what who who are watching those types of things
1: even yeah. if they're mm-hmm. not
2: like specifically searching for thrillers or whatever you know
3: so that was just our little
0: aside to not always trust Netflix recommendations but we are not going to steer you wrong we we like given <laughs> legit recommendations so yeah so thank you for listening if you're a new listener like welcome we have so many episodes that you can enjoy if if you're new to your asian entertainment journey we got your back um we also have if you're interested in going outside of uh netflix for your asian entertainment you're in this to win it if if you've decided yes this is my new life now this is the existence that i am going to be now <laughs> um we have an episode it will be linked in the description if we're on youtube but on our website certifiednoons.com it'll be there uh that has basically a guide to all the different current streaming services as of this summer when we made it and what they offer and what might work for you if you want
3: more of this good stuff and some of them are free by yes. the way they're not um, all paid subscriptions free. Uh yeah so
0: we we got the goods okay we got the good info in addition if you want to come hang out with us we are having a and you know like just sort of get to know us more we always love new people uh you can come back, we're having a live stream on our youtube channel it's always at certified nunas uh, on the 30th on october 30th a little halloween live stream uh we're gonna be talking dramas we're gonna be talking music
2: um, Probably talking about have, something random because that's okay we'll you never know with Us. <laughs> we'll
0: be talking. We may have pets in Halloween costumes. I know. I will have a pet. Lizzie, in a do you costume. hear that? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so just you know, if the, if you're into that, we got you, fam. Uh, we love seeing you there. In addition, we have a found family. Because we love—that's our favorite genre—and that is what we call all of our people who support us on Patreon. If you like what we're doing, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/CertifiedNunes and become one of the fan family, where we put up stuff that gets cut out of the out of the episode, um, you know, or stuff that we just go off on little tangents that have nothing to do with the episode, which happens more often than. <laughs> we care to admit. And uh, we have movie nights. We have little extra things over there. So we love all of our found family. We think they're the best. Uh, yeah, so we're also, we are on Twitter and Instagram mostly. We're on like all the social medias, but Twitter and Instagram is really the chef's kiss of where we spend our bulk of our time. And so it's always it's at Certified Nunas. And again, you can go to our website, com to find all the links to everything that we talk about. Uh, you can listen to us wherever podcasts can be found. And uh, we welcome to your new asian entertainment life if you are new to new to this the to the game as it were anyway we hope you have a fantastic week you explore some new uh, recommendations in the international section on netflix and
3: stay safe and keep enjoying asian entertainment bye bye, bye.